You're listening to Spirits, Oddities, and Mysteries. Because no good podcast starts with salad. Hello, lover. Hello, darling. Welcome, Samsonites. Uh, we have a special episode created in tribute to the release of the third installment of Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses, Three, Three from, from Hell. Hell. I love it. I'm so excited. I could burst. I cannot wait to watch it. We have not made it to the theater. There's no theater even remotely near us playing it but we are watching it for sure on thursday if we don't make it oh it's tonight that's it right yeah that's, that's tomorrow it. yeah tomorrow is our release date of this <laughs> recording and i almost forgot i'll be up till five in the morning <laughs> editing this episode to try to get it out there on time for the release it's very very exciting for us and I can't wait to watch it. I can't wait till it comes out tomorrow. Go get the DVD. Pop it in. We are really, really excited to get going on watching this movie, but in absolute eager, anxious excitement. That was well said, lover. Shut up. I have too much excitement. I can't help it. So this episode, is this what you're getting at? Or are you going into your other stuff? I mean, we don't have to jump into the episode, but are we telling them like what this episode is? Yeah. All right. We are taking you on the murder ride. From the original. House of a Thousand Corpses. I love it. So excited. But before we jump into that, I want to do a special little exciting announcement. We're international. <laughs> we have made it into both Canada. Holla. And the UK. What up? And like four states, maybe five. Ooh. This is exciting. I mean, honestly, we're, we're like legitimately excited that we're international. We're also legitimately excited that we had 200, well, 208 technically right now downloads. It might not sound like a lot, but it we're is brand to new. us. We've only been around for two weeks. This could have gone either way. We could have ended up with like eight downloads and we're still going to go through and keep making episodes. Oh, we're going to push through on this because... It's some of the best awesome time that I get to hang out with you when, like, normally we'd be hanging out, but... She's looking at me when she said that. She's talking to you guys, so that was a little confusing. But yeah, we care so much about you, Samsonites, that legitimately, if we only had one listener, one consistent listener, we would keep making episodes just for you. We care about each and every one of you, and we hope that... You guys love what we're bringing to the table, and we're going to keep on doing this. The thing we found that's, you know, in common with every successful podcast out there, no matter how they started out, they consistently kept making content, and that is exactly what we're going to do. We enjoy it either way. We're having a great time, and we hope you guys are too. 
All right. So before we absolutely jump into this, I wanted to bring up a little true crime that I've been following in the news. Uh Oh, what's going on? Um, I don't know if you've heard anything about this. But, uh, I may or may not have. What, what, uh, which true crime are you referring to? Cassie Jones. She's been missing for quite a few weeks. Uh, you know how great I am with names. So what is this local? No, not at all. It's a uh, down Florida, Georgia line area. That's a band. It is. I love them. That is the only country <laughs> band that I think I actually... Well, there's a few that I'll listen to. That one I will seek out and play their music. Yeah. Which is awesome because people who legitimately like country make fun of me. I hate you for that. (laughs) (laughs) I legitimately like country, but I also like them. So, but I also like show tunes and opera and rock and metal and punk. And well, if it's, if it's musical, what you listen to punk. When was the last time you listened to punk? What is punk? I mean, like, from what I remember punk being, I've never heard you listen to punk. What? What's, like, give me an example of punk. I don't even know. Like AFI? A fire inside? I was like, so. (laughs) Yeah, all right. (laughs) You were just, it wasn't a phase, mom, okay? Like. I actually was thinking about ska when I said that. I don't know if I've ever actually heard punk. (laughs) I loved ska for a minute there, like when I was younger. I could totally see you as a ska chick. Oh. I'm just saying. Like. <laughs> I loved it. Actually, uh, Five Iron Frenzy was like my band back in the day. It was so exciting. I had two friends, Mary and Tiffany. They were sisters back in the day. And they essentially introduced me to the ska world whatever you want to call it it's the best dancing ever you could like right. you go in a circle and kick your leg and the people in a smaller circle kick the opposite way it's awesome i'm not gonna lie they were two cool chicks they were homeschooled so they were a little weird to some people but to me i am also weird i thought they were just awesome if you guys are listening thank you we love you thanks for listening thanks <laughs> Well, back to the the actual true crime. She's been missing and her four kids have been missing for, I I think it's been like six weeks now. Her husband just crashed his car uh, right on the Florida Georgia line. And a bunch of workers who were picking berries in the area heard the accident and came running down and asked him if he was okay. And he was trying to get them away from the van They had called the cops already because it was a pretty decent accident. Well, when the cops got there, the people who were picking berries were like, he smells really bad. He didn't smell really bad. His wife, who he killed six weeks ago, was in his van. What? Yeah. She was in the van and he was transporting her body. In his home, he had his four kids ages one two five and ten also dead he killed his wife and his four kids yes were they all in the van no just the wife the kids were still at his home (sighs) and when the cop showed up he just said something along the lines of you might want to put me in cuffs my dead wife's body is in my van i i didn't even know how to respond to that that's yeah when I saw the news come out about this, I was, as my teenage kids would say, shooketh. The only thing that comes to mind from that is, as quoted by Morbid, 
that shit is bananas. Bananas. B a n a n a s. I literally hear that in my head all the time now from listening to their podcast. Yeah, they really get in there with that banana shit. That is bananas. Um, not making light of that shit. That's no horrible, horrible shit. And I, like, like to think about it, after 24 hours, the body, the internal organs decompose. 24 to 48 hours. And what's the weather like in Georgia? Just, just hot. Say, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> like Florida, Florida and is, Georgia. Holy cow, like yeah. we're we're touching borders. Within 24 to 48 hours, your internal organs are decomposing. Within a week, you're decomposing so much that you're foaming the internal liquids. So wait, hold on. Rewind. This guy got pulled over? With his six-week dead wife in And his he just car. told the cop, like, you, you should just arrest me. He, yeah, he just said, put handcuffs on me because my dead wife is in my van. Wow. Yeah. I don't even... Wow. Are you fucking... Wow. Yeah, and then... Once they questioned him further, that he was like, "Yeah, my kids are at my, you know, like the my kids' bodies are at the house." It was a really tragic ending to a search for a 32-year-old mother. What a asshole! I, so did he ever I explain in, like why this he just killed his happened. wife and his kids? This this just happened. There. I can't believe I haven't seen this. Yeah. I have been intentionally avoiding the news, not to avoid true crime, but just politics. Just in general. But yeah, uh, that's that, like, holy cow, that's nuts. I mean, maybe he was, like, roid raging or something. No, this we, is, we need to look into is, the follow-up. Oh, yeah, no. Let me I see what will, he looks like. I will have a follow-up because I am following it closely. He looks a lot like a guy that I know. I'm glad he's not from Illinois. <laughs> not at all. But his neck is as thick as his head. Hey, let's, let's not rip on people whose necks are as big as their heads because, you know. No, your neck is not I have, like, big. a 17 and a half. <laughs> But you get a big head. I will be following this and I will be giving updates as to why in the world you would do this to your wife and four children. That is, I just wanted to touch on that. My prayers and thoughts are with the family of every family that's affected by this because I'm sure they have friends and they have close family. I just wanted to touch on that and you don't hear about a lot of family annihilators. So for this to happen is very earth shattering. On a much lighter note, we have not yet mentioned the beverage of choice for the evening. Our spirit, if you will. Yes. We are drinking Kettle One vodka with seltzer water and lime. Sounds boring, but we are currently on keto again. What up, keto? We are a little confused with our dieting ritual, if you will. We gain weight all summer long because we just want to live it up, have fun, hang out at the beach, and then we lose weight come fall slash winter. It works out really well because I don't like sweets, like all the pies and cookies everyone's, you know tempted by in the holiday season i am a baker so i make a lot of them but i just give them all away kettle one vodka family made over 11 generations we have been dedicated to crafting the finest spirits allowing us to unlock the secret of creating a vodka of exceptional smoothness kettle one owes its distinctive quality to a combination of modern distilling techniques and the magic of traditional copper pot stills. Well read, my lover. That was like seductive. 
my voice is anything but Your seductive. voice sounds almost as sexy <laughs> as you are. Oh, I love you. Is there anything else you want to touch on before we get on the murder ride? I'm ready to go. All right. So, cue you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you are about to enter a world of darkness, a world where life and death are meaningless and pain is God. Ladies and gentlemen, if you look to your right, you will see Albert Fish, also known as the Gray Man, Werewolf of Wisteria, the Brooklyn Maniac, and the Boogeyman. Are those all the same person? Or yeah. did you just name like 10 people? Uh, no, 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 no. They're all, they're all different names for the same person. I was just making sure. I heard you say like also known as, but then you listed like 12 names. So apparently he has a few. He, yeah. And, and he definitely earned them. And I kind of wish that he didn't even have any of them because, you know, he is a great guy. Let me tell you. His I'm, name sounds awesome. I'm lying, right. actually. He's not. He claims to have had about a hundred victims, and he also claims that he had a child in every state. And he doesn't mean that he hoard around and he has a hundred baby mamas. Sadly, we are not sure if he was talking about how many children he raped, murdered, or ate. This makes people with a hundred baby mamas sound like saints. Yep. I mean, that's impressive. Hundred baby mamas. But uh, <laughs> it's all about perspective. <laughs> That's true. That's true. He did confess to the murders and stabbings of Grace Bud, and that's what actually got him to the electric chair. Wait, so, hold on a second here. Are you saying all that shit he claims to have done, he went to the electric chair for one murder? Yes, and you have, like, obviously you're just hearing about him, but he is crazy. So what? hopefully he's exaggerating for the glory of it, but he also had a, a, a lot of years to do what he says he's done. But the grace bud is what, what got him caught up and what got him to the electric chair. Uh, I, well, I'm sorry horrible things happened to you, Grace Bud, but I'm happy that your name is associated with his downfall. At least there was complete justice brought to what happened because... I always hate this about these serial killers that get away with so much for so long. They finally get caught and they end up going down for like one or two victims. On one hand, thank God they finally got put behind bars. I get why the justice system does that. I understand. Because if they're acquitted on any of it, then all of a sudden things are being thrown out left and right because one of them didn't make sense. And then. Right. That's part of it. It's scary, but you want the justice for all the families. Exactly. You want the justice for all the families. But the other reason they do that is for whatever reason. I don't know. Was this guy American? Is that American? Yeah, this is. So there's double jeopardy in America. And if you get found for whatever reason, a case gets thrown out, you can't get them convicted. If you try them for all the cases at once, then you can't ever try them for those cases again. But if you try them for one at a time, you could literally keep them tied up in courts and put in prison over and over and over again for the rest of their lives, which is 
Kind of shitty if they are innocent. This guy, not innocent. He's not. <laughs> Spoiler alert, he's not. I'm just going to jump in here and I'm going to start on about his childhood. On May 19th, 1870, which makes him a Taurus like you. Oh, that's me. Ah. I hope that's the only thing we have in common. It totally is. Uh, his birth name was Hamilton Fish. Once again, he does have a cool name. <laughs> I wonder if they could make a Dr. Seuss book out of that. Well, One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. I kill this fish, that fish. Hamilton Lots fish. Lots <laughs> Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, maybe not. That's not a good idea. Probably not a good idea for a children's book. Not at all. Yeah. So he ended up changing his name and he took his brother's name, which is the name that originally I introduced, Albert. Uh, his brother passed away during childbirth. And he changed his name to Albert from Hamilton because he was living in an orphanage. And the kid. Did he legally change his name? I don't know. That's I was just like an alias he used. I don't know. It was more common would, back then. Like, you could just very, say yeah, it. like yeah. I'm Albert Fish now. But all the kids at the uh, orphanage that he lived at called him Ham and Eggs Fish. Ham and Eggs? Yeah. So he was like, never mind, my name's Albert. Kids are dicks. They are such assholes. But they are hilarious. (laughs) And not very creative. No, (laughs) they're not. I mean, some of them are. Ham and eggs? Fish? Hamilton. Ham and eggs. I mean, I understand that the words Hamilton and ham sound familiar, but that's not even like mean. Like, all right, I'm ham and eggs. (laughs) I know, I would have rocked it out, but whatever. I mean, I got pissed when people called me Al, so, because I was not a fat man in flannel. And if you weren't old enough to watch Home Improvement. There's only one person that's still allowed to call her Al. And it's my cousin. Which cousin? Well, I guess my cousins, because Nick and Becca both slip up they and call, call me Al. Yeah, <laughs> I totally do. So if you're like listening, guys, you're special. The only people who get away with it. But back to my horrible serial killer. So he ended up in said orphanage because his father, when he was born, was 75 years old. Wait, his father, when he was born? Yeah. Holy cow. Not shooting blanks, folks. No, I mean, men can have kids forever. But, I mean, it worked because his mom was 43 years younger than him. Way to go, daddy psycho killer. (laughs) Holy cow. Now, On one hand, good job. On the other hand, you had a serial killer. A very, very horrible serial killer. Not not to say it's your fault because you were 75. That's unrelated. And he was dead by the time he was five. Statistically speaking, that does... Play a factor. Not to say that everybody without a father figure in their life is a serial killer, but from a psychological perspective, which I love and hate psychology because it works and they overanalyze people and categorize them. But anywho. All right. (laughs) Uh, So, like I said, his dad passed away in 1875. He didn't have a lot of good genetics now we're going to like the the nurture versus nature kind of thing because his mom, his sister, his uncle, lots of his family tree had horrible, untreatable 
um, mental illnesses. And I say horrible because at the time, they didn't understand them. So like in the 1800s, his mom had auditory and visual hallucinations. His sister had the same. His uncle had religious um, compulsions and mania. And he was obsessed and thought that hurting himself and saints and God was telling him all of these things. He had like this full-blown mania. Which Did they by chance have horses? Uh, Sounds like a strange question, but if they did, <laughs> were they picking their mushrooms from the manure? Oh, I don't know. But so he, he was kind of kind of screwed uh, by the whole idea that like family can pass down mental illness which i mean it, it could it also still could be nurture we don't know right. how they were raised so, we also don't know if they had horses <laughs> that's not nurture but environmental but, you know? <laughs> right, we're throwing a third thing in so yeah his whole background it, it, there's a website that i found that, that lists like a good amount of his family tree and all of their psychosis and all of this but like i said it's 1800 so there's no help for those people so it just like they all went to an extreme place with them when his dad died when he was five his mom couldn't support them because she's like what do i do i'm alone and i have all of these hallucinations i'm going to send my kids to an orphanage so when he was at the orphanage, he was regularly abused by the people who were running the orphanage. And he was quoted later on in life. And he said, I was there till I was nearly nine. And that's where I got started wrong. We were unmercifully whipped. I saw boys doing many things they should not have done. I, I don't even want to ask. Do you know what they were doing? You know, he, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't touch on what the boys were doing, but the orphanage was, you know, regularly just beating children. And Fish, at this young age, so you you know, he went there in How eighteen. How old is he right now? Five yeah. years old. Five, yeah, that's right. Five years. Yeah. And uh, he was there until he was ten. And in those five years, he realized that he loved to watch the other boys get beat. And he what would, the heck? He would be made fun of because he would get an erection while watching the other boys get beat. Because, uh, yeah, they would make everybody... There was, like, a public shame of, like, yeah, they no, did something. Yeah, I've seen that in movies and, like, heard about it through right. stories. But he sat there... Yeah, and... I mean, in his defense, there is the whole involuntary erection thing, which come at the most awkward times at the young ages. Right, especially at 5 to 10. I didn't even... Five years old, he started getting erections? I mean, like, it was in this time that he was there, not necessarily oh, at we're age talking, 5. Yeah, all right. You know... <laughs> Yeah, around 10, you just start getting those weird memories. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Childhood he, memories, but oh. I never got boners while watching people get beat, just for the record. <laughs> I was going to say, hold on. <laughs> but yeah, so he actually also loved to get beat. What? And he was finding that he was getting the sexual gratification from 
the beatings. In 1880, his mom got a job working for the government and at that point she was able to bring him back home because she had a job she can support her children. Well, shortly after he came home, about age 12, he got into a relationship with a telegraph boy. Ooh, what the telegraph boy? A telegraph boy? He delivers telegraphs, you know. I always assumed, like, telegraphs went to your house, because they were just like, beep, 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 beep. Wait, is that a telegraph? Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. Like Morse code? Like, kind hmm. of, yeah. And yeah. then, but no, they went to where the people who knew how to interpret it, and then they would type it out, and then they would send it with a boy who would go and deliver it. Oh, so like the people in Chicago that deliver your mail on bicycles? Kind of, yeah. All right. Um, well, he got in a relationship with him. And this kid... Do we have a new age? Is he... Is he he's like, 12. He's 12 now? Yeah. Okay. He's 12. He introduced Fish to a couple interesting fetishes. Eating shit and Wait, drinking... Wait, the telegraph boy did? Urine. The telegraph boy introduced him into eating shit and drinking urine. Yes. Yes, there, there's medical terms for those, but I can't pronounce them. So we're just going to keep on moving it. cut that out. <laughs> I laughed. That was a laughter of <laughs> what the heck? Yeah. That's like a common thing. Not common, but uh, I mean, a thing. it's a thing. Uh, Urolincha and Koporogia. Well Koporogia. All right. All so right. That's the eating of shit, I assume? Yes. The other one sounded like pee. Urine. So, yeah. Ural. Yeah. Also, I've he, seen the whole like pee thing. Like that makes sense. Oh, not no. That I, like, it doesn't make sense no, no, to no. me. Not to say that it's normal. I mean. I understand that people do that. People, you Eating do you. shit. How does he not just die? I don't understand that one. If you have poo under your fingernails and you eat something, you can get like. Botulism? Is that the right word? I think dysentery. No, that's like where you shit yourself till you die. Yeah, but like, but like because no, you have poo. like poo and stuff. <laughs> not botulism. Is it botulism? I mean, or you is can it? definitely get botulism is if you get like a rusty dented can. That's and... not the right one then. It's uh, Aurora always had boil orders because birds shat in the water and we had E. coli. That's what I'm looking for. You can get E. coli. How do you not like, wait, can you only get E. coli from people who already have E. coli? E. coli is just a bacteria that's swimming around and at like raw meat and so and shit eggs and so shit you, like if like if you get e. a little poisoning. tiny yeah, microbe like, of poo and underneath your fingernail and you I don't wash don't, your hands, I don't get it. How do they not die? From Maybe poo? poo was more sanitary in the 1800s. Apparently, this is this is like. I'm more baffled by this than the rest of the story. Like, I just think we should end the episode, look into this, and come back and just talk about <laughs> eating shit and it how you don't die. It would be a lot more lighthearted if <laughs> we the, do wait, this. Anyway, keep going. I'm just baffled. Like, who eats shit? <laughs> well, apparently he did. He also, but he would also spend his time on the weekends or, like, free time at the local bathhouses watching other boys 
stripped down and wash themselves. I mean, at least so, that makes sense. I mean, if you're a homosexual and you're young, how old is he? It's still he's, 12? He's 12. So, yeah, yeah, you're young. You like boys. You're going to, if there's naked boys around, you're going to stare. Like, right. I, that is so I mean, that, that like, is one understandable of, compared to all of the other shit that say, just compared, came out of your mouth. Compared to everything. That's not even his fault. He got introduced to eating shit. Yes. Somebody else was <laughs> like, hey, this is, freaking this is what's paper up. Paper boy was <laughs> a weirdo. Is he also a serial killer? I'm, who Have knows? Have followed his story? <laughs> let's see. It was the end of the 1800s in, uh, let's see, somewhere in the east. So maybe that- Asia? No, America. Oh, still America. Yeah, because is Asia East? Because I was just making a joke, but I'll probably. I mean, there is East Asia. That's what I meant. I mean, and if you look at a compass, no matter which way on the globe, eventually eventually you go east and you'll get there. Um, One of his other hobbies at the time was looking through the classifieds and he would find like a maid looking for a job or he would find a a newlywed couple announcing their wedding and he would write the female a obscene vulgar letter because he just always did it. And Wait, he just he just sent the like like a nasty letter. Like, did he have a return address? Or like, did he get a response? Or just he would. He he was like waiting to see like what they would say back. I mean, <laughs> we can't like, blame him for this because it, with the internet today and the shit people say, it's like, an obligatory dick pic. He just had to wait forever for the response, and <laughs> totally. most likely didn't get one most of the time. They were just like, <laughs> "What the hell." No way. Again, from perspective, this might sound horrible, but compared to the rest of the stuff he does, it's yeah. not bad at uh, all. Like, I'm not condoning sending lewd messages to women who don't want it, but out of all the things he did, this is the most teenage boy prankster sounding thing. I mean, <laughs> in general. If you're going to send unsolicited dick pics, you will get like three notches up on the spectrum if you do it through snail mail. I'm just throwing that out there. It's like a if you're going to do it, go through snail mail. Morris code. I believe it also becomes a felony if you go through the post office. So don't do it. Don't actually do it. But I'm just saying, like, sending it through text message, email, that's so played out. Oh, yeah, totally. Snail mail it up. <laughs> By... Uh, 1890, his mom moved to New York and brought him with, and at this point, he became a prostitute. He also started... How old is he now? Uh, let's see, 1890, and he was uh, 20, right? So 12 to 20, we just jumped. Because he was years. 1870, I think he was born. Yeah, 1870. So now we're, he went from 12 now at age 20 in 1880. His mom, or I, I'm sorry, 1890. His mom moved to New York. He's 20 years old and he's now a prostitute. This is when he really just starts going back. Is he bad. a male prostitute to men or females? It's not clear, but he does like everyone. Right, but it's irrelevant. So, it's what his customers want. Right. It's all about customer service. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so, 
He, I assume more men want male prostitutes than females. I'm just guessing. I have not researched this, but especially I feel like in the 1800s when women were like shunned for, you know, well, not I, being on the contrary, pristine. they might have actually wanted male prostitutes more back then because it was even not more allowed. taboo. Yeah, yeah, to just who knows be promiscuous. But it it didn't say in anything that I read. It just said that around 20 years old he became a prostitute. But he also started raping young boys. So that's... Less good? Less, yes. A lot less good. A lot less good. But in uh, 1898, his mom was like, you know what? You should probably settle down. With a young boy? No. Did she know he was raping young boys? No, no. She had no idea. So she arranged a marriage between him... And Anna Mary Hoffman, a lovely female. Was she pretty? She was. Was she hot? Uh, yeah, for nineteen, I mean, eighteen hundreds. Totally. The year has nothing to do with hotness. Was she hot or was she hot? She was hot. All right. She was. She was. Do you pretty. have pictures? Uh, not easily accessible at the moment. What's her name? Mary Anna. Hoffman. Mary Anna Hoffman. Carry on with your story. All right. Over the course of several years, they had six children together. Albert, Anna, Gertrude, Eugene, John, and Henry. So over the time that, you know, they were having their six kids, he was still going out and molesting young boys regularly. He says that his preference was boys under six years old. What the f- freaking actual fuck six years old i love that you censored half of your fucks in that sentence <laughs> half, I, you're like, the freaking fuck <laughs> I, that was no what under six yes that that's what he says that he preferred and that's, is that her yes oh yeah no she is definitely no, she's, hot she's a dame you know black and white photos and all she is she's hot so while he was married, he had several male lovers on the side who were his age, but this particular male lover took him on a date to a wax museum where he... Uh, was Paris Hilton there? No, Paris Hilton was not there. She wasn't even born yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little before her time. She might have been reincarnated. Who knows? <laughs> Fair enough. But when they were there, there was a bisected penis made of wax that showed like the urethra, the muscles, all this. So it was cut lengthwise down the middle, not in half. I don't care how a penis is cut in half. That sounds horrible. I'm just, just I'm just, that out I'm just making it clear. Like it was a a scientific wax mold, I suppose, to show you the anatomy of. The male genitalia. Yeah, my balls are literally tingling right now. Like, yeah, don't cut them. <laughs> well, when he saw this, he started to find an obsession with sexual mutilation of the penis. Shortly after this, while his obsession is building, in 1903, he did a short stint in Sing Sing, which is the prison in New York. For grand larceny. Now, sing sing? Sing sing. Like, <laughs> sing sing a song. <laughs> this is so lighthearted compared to the rest of the things you're talking about. I know. Isn't it great? Sounds adorable. Except Did Johnny Cash play there? Sing sing? Terrible joke. Because uh, he sang at a prison. 
falls in prison. Yeah. I wonder if Al Capone went there, though. I think he did a stint in Sing Sing. Really? I'm I'm not 100%, but I think that... I'll do some research. All right. When he got out in a few years later, he... Is it spelled Sing Sing like a song? Like Sing a Song. It didn't come up with like Sing a... Sing Sing New York Prison. Yeah. Like just a general search, but yeah, we'll look into it more later. Yeah. We need an intern to do this for us. So you can research while we talk. Java, look that up. Uh, in 1910, Fish started a relationship with a 19-year-old, which, when I look at that now, what, that, that puts him at 30, right? If I'm following this right? No, 1890, he was 20, 30, now he's 40, right? Wait, what year? 1910. Yeah, 40. So he's 40, and he's dating a 19-year-old, Thomas Keaton. By today's standards, technically legal. It is legal, but I didn't realize there was that much of a gap when I was originally doing my research. He started this relationship with Thomas Keaton, and when I say relationship, I mean sadomasochistic relationship. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, I'm just saying what type of relationship. There are different levels, and I'm not suggesting that there's anything wrong with any of them. So live your life, but Thomas, make sure your partner is willing. Yes, make sure it's consensual. So Thomas was, uh, by 1800 standards, he was labeled as intellectually disabled. We don't know. That makes it less okay. Right. Uh, we don't know what exactly made him have that label because they can stick that on it any point because it was the 1800s and they did not understand a lot of things. However, we do know that he was... Not all there. You're right. We aren't sure if the entire relationship was consensual or if it was a forced relationship. Or it would be perceived as consensual by today's standards. Right. uh... Um, But after dating Fish for 10 days, Fish took Thomas to an old farmhouse that was abandoned and sounds romantic so far uh, uh he tied him up and he tortured him for a little over two weeks he was tied up and beaten and well it was culminated by fish fulfilling his fantasy which was oh Lord. genital mutilation that is most likely not consensual by any standard yeah he he cut his penis in half. Definitely not consensual. Fuck this guy. Are you kidding me? And he is quoted as saying, I shall never forget his scream or the look he gave me. I bet. Fuck you, you shithead. Fuck. Now, he says that his plan was at the end of all the torture to kill Thomas, chop his body up, and bring it back to his house in pieces. However, it was a really hot summer. Daunting. He Fuck. didn't think that uh, he could get away with it with the smell. Oh, so he wasn't even worried about the effort involved. He was worried about getting caught. No, right. yeah, the, right. the smell and the decomposing body is, is never good. So he, uh, instead of killing him and chopping him up after cutting his penis in half he instead untied him kissed him romantic poured peroxide onto his severed penis thoughtful wrapped it in vaseline and a handkerchief very caring and then gave him ten dollars so he could get home 
and gentlemen and a scholar <laughs> and then he did left they have freaking uber back then what's he gonna do with ten dollars how's he get home with ten dollars uh the train oh okay just like fish did he yeah, actually he kissed go hop him on the train with your bleeding dick and he kissed him goodbye and have a good day and he says that he never once tried to find out what happened to him this is so seriously fucked up. And, and I've heard about some of the other things this guy's done, which are, I'm not even going to compare whether worse or less worse, because this is so freaking fucked up. There I did it again. Freaking fucked up. Yeah, freaking like fucked up. Yeah, as an author, I don't like to say the same word multiple times in a row. <laughs> as opposed to. It's much easier while writing, Fuckity fucked way. up. <laughs> Fuckity fucked up. But yeah, this guy, fuck. I'm just going to, yeah, I'm just going to leave it with that. Fuck this guy. Yeah. Fuckity fucked up. Fuckity fucked up, let me tell you. I was wrong. That's much better. Fuckity fucked up. (laughs) So you know this actually happened, though, between two consenting males, like not too long ago? What? Where he chopped off another man's penis? No, that's impossible. No (laughs) No, consenting male would agree to have their dick chopped off. So it was one man's fantasy to have his penis removed, and he also wanted to die. And another man wanted to remove another man's penis and eat it. And they, like, worked out a contract and all this and all legalese. And they did it. This is like a match made in hell. What the <laughs> I don't know. fuckity fuck fuck. I There's like a lot more details to it. I'm not going to go into it because it's not my story this week. But that did happen. We are no, I don't even want to cover that. Fuck. What <laughs> okay. the hell? The hell? What? Yeah. Uh, crazy stuff happens. Let me tell this you. This is one of those times when you say, like, I don't want to live in this world. But I do because I love my life. But that's fucked up. That is... What? Uh, I don't know. We are cursing a lot this episode because this is the worst episode we've ever recorded. <laughs> so I am just letting it all out. Except for when I say freaking fuck. Now I'm saying fuckity fuck fuck. (laughs) That's a triple fuck to make up for all the fucks I didn't say. So fuck. And we haven't even got to the really deep shit. I hope there's not a limit to how many times we can say fuck in an episode. Hmm. Carry on. So a few years later, after all of this happened, in 1917, his wife left him. But not because she was like suspect or anything like that. Like she was on to him. Or, like, thought something was off. Okay. It was because she fell in love with a handyman. (laughs) Carmedic justice? She, like, left him (laughs) for another man? Right. But when she left, she took everything, all of their possessions, except for the kids. Wait, what? She left (laughs) the kids with this guy? Are you, like, she definitely was not suspecting him of anything. She left the kids with him? Yeah, not at all. What the? (sighs) This kind of made him snap because he was left with kids. He had no money left. He had no possessions, like no furniture, no nothing. Like she took it all and she was like, I'm leaving with a handyman. Take these shitty kids. I guess. (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) How many kids? Four, right? Six. Six? What the fuck? Yeah. He's got six kids, no money, no furniture, and I'm assuming no TV because it's the 1800s oh, yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, we're in the early 1900s. When did TVs come out? Uh, I'll check that out. Carry yeah. on. All right. Um, it's important to this story. So this kind of set him off into a deeper... 1927. He's got a few years before he will survive. Yeah. So we've got another 10 years before... With six children, you need TV. <laughs> and in 1927, there wasn't a lot to watch. No, not at all. 
But so... Did he at least have a radio so he could listen to his stories? I'm sure. Okay. I mean, maybe she took everything. So <sighs> I don't Probably know. not then. They were expensive but, back then. But so he started hallucinating even worse. And... Because he had horses and was eating mushrooms. <laughs> I don't... I just don't think that's what did it. He, he self-harmed regularly. And this isn't like what you're thinking of today's staple when you say somebody's self-harming, you think of like cutting. Uh, No, he had made himself um, a paddle with nails all over it and he would spank himself and beat himself with it. That's the part I knew about that you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, (laughs) What? And then he would actually have his children spank him with the paddle. That's not detrimentally harming to their safety. I'm sure that they they did not have to go to therapy after this at all. And then he he actually would shove needles into his groined and pelvic area, which yeah, like all the way in. Nope. So deep sometimes that he would lose them, which is crazy. (laughs) Hold on, lose them internally. Like, Random needles stuck in his yep. balls? Mm-hmm. Is that like penis? Yeah, his, his pelvic and genitals. So, um, one of his other things that he Once would again, do... Once again, how did he not <laughs> die from this shit? <laughs> what the hell? Know. You step on a nail and you get like... Tetanus. Tetanus or whatever else and die. I don't think he had the tetanus vaccine in early 1900s. I will, I will check this. Carry on. He he also would wind up wool really tight and make it into like a cone shape and shove it up his ass covered in lighter fluid. A few years off. It was uh, technically discovered in 1890 and the first tetanus Toxoid was discovered and produced in 1924. Mm. A few years, well, maybe like he was getting tetanus and dying and then got the shot just in time. 14 years later. Wait, no. How old is he now? Uh, let's see. He said he was like 70. No, that was his dad was 75. How old is he? He's like 40, right? Uh, let's see, 1917. So he's... A few years off and he's like 47. Yeah. Good. I'm so glad you're good at math. Uh... All right, so like I was saying, though, he would twist wool until it was a nice tight cone, drench it in lighter fluid, shove it up his bum, and then light it on fire. No. Yeah, this is like a regular thing that he did. A regular what? When I actually watched the movie The Gray Man, which is about the whole downfall with kidnapping grace that i'm going to touch on a little bit that i said that he went to the chair for um when the police searched his home they picked up one of his wool things and they were like what's this and he's like i shove it up my ass <laughs> and they're like uh but <laughs> i hope they had bare hands too they did they oh yeah no <laughs> they were just like going through shit with all of this like lighting your ass on fire and shoving needles in your dick and beating yourself on the but with nail paddles, he also found a new obsession. Whoa, I don't even want to know. What? Cannibalism. Because why not at this point? So he just decided to start eating people. By the way, they started wearing rubber gloves in 1924. So they also were just a little too <laughs> just early. Just a little too early not to put his bum wool 
on their bare hands. <laughs> so cannibalism now. So now he starts thinking about cannibalism because he's just so snapped by this whole process of his wife leaving him with the kids and he's all alone. Yeah, no, a lot of guys get left by wives and they don't start eating people. That's yeah, not well, he, I mean, we are talking, he already had some psychosis and he... Oh, a few. And he was already pretty messed up. Uh, yeah, chopped the dude's dick in half. Yeah. The long way, just for the record. So... Not that that's any better. No. So to kind of dissuade his urges, what he would do is he would buy meat and eat it raw. So he wouldn't eat people? Yeah. All right. So for a while... This is, I've seen this in Twilight. He would he would do this. They try. And he would even cook dinner for his kids and he would just put raw meat on the table and they would be like, that's raw meat. And he'd be like, that's what I'm eating. That's what you're eating. So I'm a cannibal, so you <laughs> kids are eating raw meat. Right? Yeah. Right. Our kids would be screwed. Yeah, we got some vegetarians on our hands. Two of them. Don't even want to admit that out loud. I'm just kidding. Um, so uh, that just, you know, kind of helped him to not eat people. But he still, in 1919, claims that he was torturing, molesting, and murdering young boys with what he called his implements of hell. It was like a saw, a butcher knife, and like just a bunch of sharp objects that were horrible in general. Uh, yeah. Um, Are these like six-year-old boys that we're talking about? Like freaking like six, young boys? So this is my, my next statement is he was going for the young and he focused on intellectually disabled or African-American boys because he assumed that they wouldn't be missed, which is beyond fucked because I don't care if my child has a mental slow anything or if they are any race, I'm still a mother and I'm still going to be like, where the hell is my child? Yeah, he he's referring to missed by society, as in, are they going to do any? Are the police searching? going yeah, to? It's fucked up as hell, but especially back then, it was like. No, I I get it, but I still am like. Not missed, as in, will his parents miss him? Which, unfortunately, I don't know how far back we have to go, but there were some parents that would just hide their kids if they had those types of disabilities. But that, yeah. Oh yeah, that intellectually, that was. Sound logic. Morally, fuck this guy. Yeah. So, by 1924, Fish was... People are wearing rubber gloves now, just for the record. Oh, good. And the tattoo and shot has been implemented. And there's TVs. A lot of happened in 1924. Good year for society. Wow. Go us. But he was 54 years old, and uh, he was suffering of really deep psychosis and he believed that god was nope, tv's in 1927 oh so we but still got a while seriously a lot happened 1924 yeah. to 1927 he thought that god was commanding him to torture and mutilate children so you know it's he's not in a good place at this point to say the least around this time he he remarried and oh it only lasted for a week. So apparently she saw some red flags. Still twice as long as many celebrity relationships today. That's true. <laughs> um, so he um, I was married for a week and 
in how, like how, how long were they together before they got married and it, it didn't say it just it's like a random blurb on every website that i go to and brings you like, back to the mayfly like you live your whole life you get this culmination you finally have wings you have one week you have one week um, they only have 24 hours or some cases like 15 minutes oh so from that perspective a week is a long time i hope you enjoyed it he had the week of marriage and then he got the divorce, and within that time, shortly after, he sent a letter to a maid who posted an ad in the classifieds, and he was arrested for sending a lewd letter, but he was sent to a mental health facility for observation. He didn't stay long, but he was still sending these letters, and remember, he's 54 years old. So he's just sending these weird, lewd letters still on and off from age 12 all the way to 54. So God knows how many random women got some lewd ass shit from this guy. From a comedic perspective, (laughs) outside of everything else that this guy's done, if that's all he'd ever done, that would sound horrible. But compared to the other things he's done, I mean... The serial (laughs) snail man assaulter. (laughs) Uh, that's all the mail they had back then, so it was probably horrible. But yeah. still, I like if you just randomly once a month got this random letter from some guy you had no idea who it was, it would almost be hard to be offended. I don't know. It's crazy. But once he once he got out from his time in the mental health facility, he immediately went to the classifieds and started looking and he found a article of a young man looking for work and at this point he contacted the bud family do you know how old this young man was 18 and he contacted the the buds the last name was bud he contacted the family under the name of frank howard and he told them that he wanted their son since he put the ad out to come and work for the farm that he owned this is like the equivalent of people searching for kids on the uh, internet. Today. Yeah, yeah. He he went there, and the family was ecstatic that their son found work. Right, because I'm sure money was tight. It, yeah. I mean, we're talking about the 20s, so you know, the the Roaring Twenties was also well, that was the Great Depression, right? Yeah. When was the Great Depression? Same time. Yeah. I it, it was, the Roaring Twenties came after, but hmm. hold on. I will check this. <laughs> I know that they they were they were down on their luck. Right. Um, 1929 to 1939 was the Great Depression. This so was I think the right, 20s right before. Yeah, yeah, so this is right before. So they were rich then. Mm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they weren't. Um, but they were very excited that their son found work. And so he came, and while he was there, her their son said that his best friend wanted work too so he goes oh yeah perfect i'll come back for you guys next week and i'll take you to my farm to work oh while he's there he was flashing money and giving them you know he was showing off when he was there he saw their 10 year old daughter grace bud and his whole plan changed their 10 year old daughter yeah uh, i don't even want to like yeah she was a cutie oh my goodness gorgeous little girl and this would be a point where if you want to skip ahead go ahead and jump forward like 10 minutes or so this is so he 
told the family he would be back the following week to pick up the two young boys to come work at his farm. And he was running a little late, so he sends a telegram saying that he's sorry for his tardiness. However, he'll be a day late or whatever. And when he comes, he tells the mother and father that he has to go to his niece's birthday party. And he would love to take their daughter Grace to the party because it's all children her age. Please tell me they said no. They did not. They said yes. I was afraid of that. Well, he took her on a train, one-way ticket for her, and a round-trip ticket for himself at the train station. Took her out to an abandoned farmhouse, and the family never heard from them after that until three years later. So obviously, distraught horrible situation I, I can't imagine sending my child with a stranger i can't imagine sending my child with a stranger. <laughs> period right. this but, was a different time right. and i i will just say this is three years later i'm going to read the letter that he sent to the bud family if legitimately final warnings skip ahead this is don't want to we're going to read it i have heard this letter It is horrible. Listen at your own discretion. On Sunday, June 3rd, 1928, I called on you at 406 West 15th Street. Brought you pot cheese, strawberries. We had lunch. Grace sat on my lap and kissed me. I made up my mind to eat her on the pretense of taking her to a party. You said, yes, she could go. I took her to an empty house in Westchester I had already picked out. When we got there, I told her to remain outside. She picked wildflowers. I went upstairs and stripped all my clothes off. I knew if I did not, I would get her blood on them. When I was ready, I went to the window and called to her. Then I hid in a closet until she was in the room. When she saw me all naked, she began to cry and tried to run downstairs. I grabbed her, and she said she would tell her mama. First, I stripped her naked, how she did kick, bite, and scratch. I choked her to death, then cut her in small pieces so I could make my meat to my rooms. Cook and eat it. How sweet and tender her little ass was roasted in the oven. It took me nine days to eat her entire body. I did not fuck her, though. I could have, had I wished, she died a virgin. Holy fuck. How horrifying. You have to be so twisted. I, I like, there's no scale. There's no measure. That's, th- this is a... The only upside was the mother of Grace could not read, which was common for women in the, ni- the early yeah, no, 1900s. So when the letter came, I don't know what they read to her, but when the letter came, her son read it and he took it to the police straight away. So his sister? Mm -hmm. He was supposed to be the one who was kidnapped and killed. So either way, it like it it just is worse. I'm glad she didn't read it. Uh, I'm horrified that he did read it. Uh, It's terrible. Like I said. We did not choose these criminals. We are taking you on the murder ride. House of a Thousand Corpses. We learned and we're we're covering true crimes. We to know what happened. Uh, Fuck this guy. But to make us feel a a semblance of of better, I guess, 
this letter was his downfall because the stationery that he used, he found in his apartment when he moved in. It was just there when he got there. And so he wrote a letter on it and he sent it there. Well, the person who lived in his apartment before him was a janitor for this stationery company and had swiped the stationery. When said janitor moved out of the apartment, he left his stationery behind, and now the police knew where the killer lived, down to the address, because he lived where the stationery was left. I am so horrified and sad that these horrible things happened to this little girl, but I am... I find a little bit of solace in the fact that that is what brought this fucking piece of shit down. The fact that she was able to be brought to justice makes me very happy. The fact that her case caused him to be brought to justice. uh, Because there are so many unknowns about this entire case, but this specific one, yes. As a parent, just the whole story gets to me. But we'll, we'll jump in. So the police staked out at his apartment, and they waited for him to come back because his one of his sons sent him a monthly stipend and he told the apartment manager that he would be back for his mail so he could get his check and when he showed up the police were waiting for him thank god yep they arrested him and he was kind of like okay you caught me and then he pulled a blade from his pocket and tried to cut the cops but he uh you know he didn't escape he he was arrested Good. He never, ever denied anything about the Grace Bud murder. When he was questioned, he was very forthcoming. And he did say at one point, this is also a traumatic thing to say. So if you're listening and you don't like... If you're still listening at this point. I suppose. Yes. But if you landed but, at this point, keep skipping. Keep keep skipping. Keep skipping. Uh, he he never denied killing her. However, he did state that while he was strangling her, he did have two involuntary ejaculations, even though he said that he, he didn't want to rape her. Just the process of strangling her made him ejaculate two times. Oh, my God. So, like I said, it was absolutely horrifying, the whole case. Um it's very rare that I'm at a loss for. Words. I know. I, I don't know what to <laughs> there say. There is a pause because, like, the whole thing is just so horrible, and looking over the whole thing is just—it was a hard subject for me to take on. And I cover a lot of serial killers, and I know a lot of weird, weird shit about a lot of weird people, but this one was like—I actually had—I was surprised I had never heard of him, and when I looked into it, I was like, wow. All right, we really went for the top of the cream of the crop for assholes on this one. Oh, on yeah. the murder ride. <laughs> he, he might be like, yeah, creme de la creme. Of creme de la creme. So while he was incarcerated, waiting for trial, he confessed to two more murders. Francis McDonnell and Billy Gaffney. It like blows my mind. Like I don't even know what makes him choose between men and women and adults and kids. And it's like he just—I mean—kill anybody, eat anybody, yeah, rape anybody. Fuck this guy. The age groups. I mean, you got to remember, he was married to a woman, had six children, married another woman, married for a week. another woman for a week. He also had several male lovers that Which, survived. I mean, like you hear the weak thing, and you're like. 
oh, they were only married for a week. But to marry her, he courted her. Something about this guy caused a woman to... And I know things were, the times were different back then and all that, but like something about this guy, something about his ability to communicate with other individuals and his physical appearance and whatever else caused him to be able to convince a woman that he was a good choice in male specimen. And men that he was a good and, choice. And men, yeah, as well. In like, specimen. But... That so, blows my mind when I hear about these serial killers. And when they like, when they talk about him, they say that the reason why he got away with the child um, molestation and getting children to come with him was because he he just looked like a grandpa. You know, like he was just a soft grandpa looking figure who never trust anybody with your children. No, and take your damn time in in determining who you're going to trust with yourself like seriously real. he admitted while he was going through the trial for grace bud that he committed two other murders and he also of course around this time is when he said he had a child for every state and that he had over a hundred victims um but the two that he described and gave details about that they could kind of lock down were Francis McDonald and Billy Gaff. Francis was strangled with his own suspenders. He was sexually molested and Fish cut him up and almost removed his entire calf and hamstring. And he says that his, his goal was to cut off his genitalia. However, he heard rustling in the woods and it spooked him, so he didn't get to finish. His second was Billy, and he actually uh, wrote his attorney a letter with a detailed description of his crime. I will post a link to this. However, it's it's pretty gruesome. It basically describes how he tortured him and how he roasted him in the if oven. If you click on that link, it is your own yeah, I, I don't suggest Choice. doing it, <laughs> but it is there just so you know. It, it's for you to read. If you so choose. If you want to hear him about how he garnished his dishes for baking a child's butt in the oven. I just hit my mic because I'm Italian and I'm gesturing way too much. But it's not the greatest letter ever. In this case, this is where his nickname, The Boogeyman, comes from. Yep. Because the children described the no, last th- person. This guy is the, the boogeyman, boogeyman. And he has his freaking ghostly spirit has carried on. And this is where the boogeyman comes from. I'm, I'm convinced of this. Today's boogeyman is this guy, re- not reincarnated, but like... His horrible residual right. energy is lasting, bed, and children, yeah, it's, it's horrible. Um, so he was sentenced to death via the electric chair. You know, I always hear about people watching like public executions, and I'm, I'm always, why would you go want to watch? I would go like watch this guy die. Barbaric. No, this is no seriously, but like before I would you go hear watch this, this guy die. It kind of seems barbaric, but then yeah. Yeah, if, like, I, I get it. if I had a kid that was involved in this, or I knew anybody who had a kid that was involved in this, or fuck, if I heard this on the news and I heard he was getting executed, I would be there with a big ass tub of popcorn and a giant pop, and I would watch this shit happen 
Fuck but they this actually, guy. at the end of the Gray Man, which is the movie about him and how they caught him with uh, Grace's story, they show the the crowd of people who showed up for his execution and i like remember noting to myself while i was watching it like i would totally be there to make sure that this asshole was done like he fried and before they put him in the chair uh you know they put them through a medical workup and they found 20 well actually over but their their best guess is 29 needles embedded in his groin and pelvic area that he that he just left there he, he pushed him in too deep and he lost him how how does he not die from this like I that should have been the end of the story and thankfully how does he shove needles that he like I, what I, they didn't even have the medical science we have today nope but for infections and all that the and the tetanus shot didn't come out well now at some point it's out but did he go get a tetanus shot? Because seriously, what the fuck? But he, you should, like, I, I will post a picture of the x-ray. Today, with all the medical science we have today, somebody steps on a needle and you find out they, like, die in the paper. And there's, like, one needle in their foot. And this guy's got 29 plus needles lost in his genitalia and he survived? Yeah, he actually, he walked around. How could he still have an orgasm? Everybody said he had a weird gait. When he walked. Yeah, I bet. Because he he had the pain from it, but he said that he liked it. Yeah, this guy's like yeah. fucking shit. I hope that electricity that went through the chair just really zolted his Yep. Resonated in his ball sack I mean, before he felt the rest of it. That metal has to be I conductive. Think just die instantly, but <laughs> I hope they had turned too low the first six tries. Yeah, well, we can only hope. So January 16th, 1936, he was pronounced dead by electrocution. Shall we have a round of applause? We we applauded quietly because we didn't want to break your ears. <laughs> you're welcome. What can I say? But hey, you're, you're welcome. welcome. So <sighs> is that the end of this fucking douchebag? Oh, that is the end of him. That's not just the end of him. That is the end of part one of the murder ride. We are going to pick up this episode. For us, we're going to start recording in like as soon as we end this episode. But for you guys, it might be another day or two until you hear it. I hope you guys, in the best way that you could, enjoyed this episode. It went a little longer than we originally anticipated. And I'm going to make it two parts here. So... Follow us on Twitter, Spirits with an S Oddity. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Spirits Oddities and Mysteries. And don't forget to email us, Spirits Oddities and Mysteries at gmail.com. And please follow us, share us, like us. It helps us out a whole lot so we can actually keep giving you more awesome material to listen to and go to our patreon support us we are incredibly thankful for anyone who does support us thank you so 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 much and for us we can't wait to talk to you in a couple minutes but for you i hope you have a great day until this next episode comes out and as always, we want to give a big shout out to our intro music, Evening of Chaos by Kevin McClan. Details in our bio. Thank you so much.